afternoon, America. Welcome to the Thursday edition of The Sea Report, coming to you live across all streams and with sound today. It looks like we're doing good on sound. Um, uh, we are coming to you from the Foxhole app, Twitch, some nether regions known as ScrewTube, and I believe today we are live on Spreaker also uh, to our podcast audience, Spreaker. Humble apologies for our technical difficulties yesterday. Um, we did get that uh, recast up on Spreaker, so if you care to go listen to it on Spreaker or you want to download the episode, it was a really, really uh, imperative episode, I would say, especially considering some of the topics that we um, covered. Um, everything from what was going on in Houston to the uh, Maricopa County recount, or sorry, not recount, audit of the 2022 presidential election coup ballots and uh, and the likes. And of course, the Plum Island story uh, where they're building Plum Island out in Kansas right in the middle of everything uh, that we uh, hold near and dear to us. Uh, that being, of course, our ability to sustain ourselves with food and the likes. So yes, uh, definitely do turn, tune in and also... Thank you again to uh, to uh, all of the uh, listeners out there who hung in there with me, uh, returned, or you know otherwise gave me some advice on um, <laughs> heads up on what was going on in the sound situation. So excellent. Uh, let's start off today's show with a quick chat recap um, from yesterday's show. Since we were busy, busy, busy talking it up, uh, we had uh, in regards to the uh, Maricopa County um, um, audit that's going on over there and the. Uh, intimidation by uh, Hillary Clinton uh, Mark uh, lawyer Mark Elias uh, Monkey Toe seventy one said, "How can they say unconstitutional without their tongue snapping off its roller? They have been unconstitutional, and yes, I think that clearly goes to the point. We can see their clear hypocrisy even with these intimidation scare tactics, and yet they're going to try and use the the authority of the Constitution behind you know their moves. Nah, we ain't gonna let them get away with that. Uh, jumping over to the Houston migrant story with the shutdown of that uh, all girls center. Seventeen Angel says, "Good old Zuckerberg contributed five million dollars." Oh, whoops! This this is back to Maricopa. County, my bad. Seventeen Angels said in regards to this. Now, this is when uh, Mark Elias is saying, "Oh, hey, you know they can't take donations." Yes, uh, Seventeen Angels. We are very aware of the money that Zuckerberg contributed to make sure that the elections went the way that he wanted to. Um, I don't know if any of y'all were aware. Uh, also, in that uh, story as well, with Zuckerberg contributing all that money, um, he had stipulations on it. And if uh, they did not meet his stipulations, they would have to repay him. So that was another uh, scandal that was going on in there that not much light was shed on. Um, okay, now onto the Houston migrant story. Cloud Watcher said adrenochrome factory, uh, harvesting factories. God, and you know, the scary thing about that, uh, Cloud Watcher, is uh, we probably don't even know the half of it. Um, but like I said, they are warehousing children right now for these uh, bloodthirsty pagan baby eaters. Monkey Toes said they're flying them to their new owners. Let's be truthful. And really, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, we don't know where these kids are going. They don't... Uh, uh, they don't tell us. They don't let us know. And like I said, they might say that they have about, what, 400 or 500 um, uh, girls or boys, because we do know that they do have all boys as well, um, uh, warehouses 
for all boys. Uh, but uh, that's not to say that they're not moving them in and out and just keeping those numbers constant. I mean, is there paperwork? Is there documentation? Do we have like, you know, a file folder full of all of these kids' names, birth dates, uh, anything, any kind of receipts? Can we see the receipts on all these kids, you know? And I'm not talking about the receipts that they use to pay for the children, but Lord knows those probably exist too. Um, and then I think on the heels of that, plus with this news about this Plum Island, Kansas, that situation that's going down over there, Liz Garcia had to say, our world is getting darker by the day. And you know, Liz, I, I mean, I would agree with you at that point. Um, but really, the way I see it is with all of this information coming to light, I think we're getting lighter by the day. I think uh, we're blessed that we can see it and that we now have eyes to see and we now have ears to hear. Um, and it's really striking, you know, it's really striking down all of the shadows that have been hidden over all of this mess. You know, I think we're blessed that information like Plum Island came out. Uh, and, and, e and even though it looks dark, you know, um, we have to keep our heads up. We have to keep the faith um, that all all of this will come to an end and, you know, there will be some vindication, uh, there will be some redemption, you know, and, and all of those good things because I am a chief believer that we are never given more than we can handle. And when you think about what some of us have handled in life, we're pretty badass, you know, we're pretty badass and we're pretty strong because some of us go through some things that are just you know, I mean, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyways. All right. Uh, Gatorman 9611 said, this is supposed to be Wuhan lab part dough. I would totally agree with you there, sir. Um, and Gatorman. So I'm guessing that's your pronoun. Ha. Anyways, I just like playing around with that whole pronoun thing. But anyways, um, Beecher 1776 had a slew of good points in the uh, chat room. Thank you for covering this very important topic. This is huge and everyone needs to know the repercussions. I say amen to that. Um, it's a shame that we weren't all over this now, but uh, really we need the public outcry on this because this is uh, this issue. I think like the whole uh, save our children and, um, you know, the, the crimes against humanity that are being committed against children. When we're talking about having a level four biosafety lab in the heartland of America, where it, it can literally, these pathogens can go anywhere. You know, like, like think about like the movie, The Stand, right? You remember that? Captain Trips getting, uh, getting out of that military compound where they were housing these pathogens. Just an example. I know there's several more movies out there like that. And yeah, I probably shouldn't push Stephen King because after all, I'm pretty sure he's embroiled, uh, at least in the literary industry, uh, with these people. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, uh, we need a public outcry on it. It, it and it really, it, we need any patriots, any citizens, any concerned citizens in Kansas to really stand up right now and get vocal. But this issue, just like the, uh, the save our children, human trafficking issue is an issue that can unite all parties because let's think about it, whether you're a Democrat, a conservative, a libertarian, a Republican, whatever you are, even if you're a downright dirty progressive, you know, you don't want something like this. Well, I mean, progressives are kind of into like population control, but you don't want something like this in your backyard and especially in the heartland of America. This is definitely an issue that can unite all sides. 
Anyways, Beecher 1776 went on to say that island, oh, and he's talking about Plum Island, that island was for sale yet sold and no one is allowed to buy it or even go there. Very true. Um, they consider it a wildlife sanctuary, yet it has a uh, toxic soil. And like, like Beecher did point out, um, it is, it, you're not even allowed to go there and it, it won't be. And that's why they snuck it into the bill because if it had been sold in public, there would have been, of course, a disclosure or, you know, questions would have been asked. Um, it, it would have led to a lot of complications for their plan to move this type of lab into the heartland of America because they didn't want it there in um, they didn't want it there in Plum Island. It was a BS four BSL three, and the people of uh, New York and surrounding areas fought against that. Uh, he also says, "You're right. Why place the, a facility smack dab in the middle of the United States beef beltway, especially when they're looking to experiment on cows? You know, like uh, the 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 one director did say they were looking for livestock size large animals. Oh yeah, let's put them right in the middle of the beef uh, the beef belt in the United." States of America. Uh, Posse for Hope says, I live on Long Island. I know we have very limited evacuation. So there you go. Uh, that's someone speaking from experience in that area and, and is aware of what plans or lack thereof it seems that they have in this instance. Joe one of two said, let's move the lab to the Biden basement, then put a lid on it. I could not agree with you more, sir. I could not agree with you more. Okay, guys. So, all right. Oh, whoops. What did I do? Oh, Lord. I'll be coming around the mountain, guys. Hang on tight. I'm back, guys. Sorry about that. Anyways, I did not mean to pop out. Like I, I usually pop out at parties, not like when I'm live on the air. We'll get all of these tech diffs figured out. Anyways, okay, so back to us saying, let's jump into today's report. Now, before we get started with the news, I did want to jump back on something real quick. Um, so, uh, last night we were talking about a story regarding, uh, was it LeBron James making the stupid threat, uh, even if he thought it was veiled, right? Um, and then we kind of got into a discussion about some of the videos. So, um, I had stated that, uh, one of the girl, the girl was kicked in the head, um, and flipped uh, basically on her stomach. So, uh, what I wanted to do is go back and show you this footage in case y'all hadn't seen it. Um, and to kind of, I mean, it's, it's a shaky footage. It's the police body cam that was released. Uh, point being here, um, you had one, uh, this girl who was wielding a knife. She's someone who got shot. And then you had this girl on the floor. So I just wanted to just post this for clarification also for myself. And so, uh, viewer discretion is advised. It's a real quick video. You guys can get Get your own uh, assessment based on what you're seeing here. Um, but like I did say, this is rather graphic. I don't like playing violence. I, I mean, I believe in self-defense, but I do not believe in violence unless it's in self-defense, obviously. So, okay. So uh, real quick, we'll play this just to kind of like uh, wrap that up real quick. Okay, I'm going to pause it there. So, um, uh, 
if you see here, now I, I actually did go over this video a bit to, to try and figure out where all these characters are coming from. Uh, here you see this girl in the pink. She's the one that gets attacked by the knife-wielding girl. I'm still trying to figure out where this knife-wielding 15 or 16-year-old came from because I don't see her in this crowd. Now this girl right here is the one that gets kicked in the back of the head by a man who's coming from behind her. Um, and then you have, I, I, I'm guessing the 16-year-old came from behind the cop um, and she did have a knife. Uh, the rest of this video will show it, but whatever was going on here, clearly there was aggression. Um, you don't kick someone in the back of the head like that and not expect to do some kind of neural damage. Uh, of course, maybe this guy didn't think that, but then this guy starts saying, oh, you killed her. Oh, you shot her. You shot her. And of course, this is another example of how they're going to try and raise a lot of contention uh, uh, in the general population over a race issue. Um, this uh, video shows the knife, so we'll, I'll play it again. <laughs> All right, and there you go. There is the uh, there is the knife that this uh, girl is wielding. I mean, if it was like almost like they flanked these people uh, on on either side of the officer who was there. Um, I'm not gonna make any assessments or judgment calls on this officer. Um, I, I honestly think one shot would have been enough to have maybe stopped her. Maybe if he could have shot her in the shoulder or in the elbow. Um, and, and of course, you guys did hear that rapid fire. We'll leave it there. But that's the video that we were talking about yesterday, just in case y'all were curious. Um, uh, that That is the story that people are talking about now. And people like LeBron James are opening up their dumb mouth about. So, uh, And he has no need to. I think we can all agree on that. Okay, guys. So I just wanted to show that video just so we could all see it ourselves. Um, I had previously said it was a girl with a knife who got shot, I mean, who got kicked in the back of the head, but um, uh, she was also um, uh, said to have been a, um, a foster in foster care. So, I mean, there's no telling, really. They will uh, figure that out, and then I guess we will see what the outcome is that it, of that is as that story moves forward. I personally don't like to cover gun violence stories. I think there's enough of that out there in the media. Same reasoning why I didn't cover the Matt Gates story. I would rather, there's enough people talking about it. We'll wait to see what happens um, as opposed to just, you know, continuing help them with their smear campaign. All right, guys. So next up we got some Trump news. Okay, because Trump does lead at the C-Report unless we have, you know, some uh, editorial corrections that we want to make and stuff like that. Um, so uh, what we had going on with Trump, the first thing I want to do is uh, there was a statement uh, that Trump had made. This is probably about nah, a few days ago. I think there's a date on this. Uh, the 16th, so we're looking at what, you know, about a good six days ago. Uh, we didn't cover this on the C-Report initially because there was a lot of other stuff that was going on. And this was, again, in response or um, a statement regarding the whole Johnson & Johnson vaccine situation. This is still kind of a hot button, it seems, amongst uh, um, Trump supporters, you know, here and there. <coughs> Excuse me. 
statement says Team Biden halts J&J vaccine and a return to normal. Um, now, we know he had made a statement initially about it being um, politically driven. Well, this was a, a statement released afterwards. The federal pause on the J&J uh, shot makes no sense. Why is the Biden House, uh, White House letting insanely risk-averse uh, bureaucrats run the show? Just six people. We know now it was seven. And uh, some people have claimed that there are a whole lot more that are not being reported. But just six people out of the nearly seven million who've gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine reported blood clots. Now, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of other things going on, um, not just the blood clots and the death. I'm sure that there are, you know, side effects all around uh, that's coming from this vaccine. Now, you have to remember, guys, though, that... Um, uh, there, there are indeed, this was indeed rushed. It was experimental. Um, I'm not taking it either way and I'm not taking the mRNA gene therapy either way. And that is just to remind you all that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, as well as the AstraZeneca vaccines were based on actual viruses. The adenovirus is what that they use to build these vaccines. And of course it was rushed. They didn't have time to do any of the, uh, the studies that they needed to do. But again, like I said, these were vaccines. The Moderna and the Pfizer ones were not vaccines. Those are those are mRNA gene therapy shots. Those are not vaccines. Vaccines do not make your body create the virus in your own cells and DNA in order to kill it. Okay, so there's a huge difference here. And this is why I think I'm going to say it, guys. I'm, I'm thinking 5D chess here only because um, he's pushing the vaccine that came from an actual virus. So your body is not creating it. You are not becoming a COVID factory. I'm thinking this could be a lesser of two evil things. These are just my thoughts. You don't have to take my word for it or my opinion. Um, but it's just what I kind of, this is what I'm feeling from this. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't try and go based on my feelings like SJWs, but you know, my gut is telling me, uh, this was more for our protection and, uh, you know, a, a political move himself that Trump is making when he's trying to push this and battling what could be a really a worse outcome. You know, like we know if you get the vaccine that is the Johnson Johnson or AstraZeneca, you might have these adverse reactions, right? You might have these adverse reactions. Apparently there's been death now, right? That's reported. I shouldn't say apparently it has been reported. Um, but we don't know what these Moderna Pfizer jabs are going to put into our body that are are going to make us create later on. And I had seen another report where they were talking, and this was uh, from an individual who um, actually studied um, biology and went into a science major for this, that when they looked at the coding that was inside of these mRNA gene therapy shots, um, that there was actually uh, something like 30 something empty slots of coding that would be filled in or plugged in. And I'm guessing when you get your second shot and uh, when you get your third one, because they're already saying that it's probably going to be an annual thing, uh, it will continue to build into these empty slots of coding. And who knows what directions this man-made protein synthesized mRNA vaccine, not vaccine, gene therapy shot is going to be plugging into those things to make your body build it. Again, like we had seen this one uh, comparison where they said, oh, uh, the body couldn't do this. These mRNA vaccines wouldn't do something like that because it's basically like putting directions on how to make an airplane into uh, um, an automobile factory. And that's not even a, a fair comparison because it's literally telling our body, giving our bodies biological, 
biological level. It's telling us how to make it. It's giving it instructions. Okay. It's giving it instructions and that will stay in you, in your genes, in your DNA. That's why it's gene therapy, guys. It's not a shot. So anyways, that's just my opinion on it. You don't got to quote me, but that's what rings true to me at this time in my soul. Um, the condition is more common in the general population and every vaccine, indeed every medication carries some risk, including the Moderna and Pfizer jabs, but he's, they're not telling you this is gene therapy. Uh, the statement by Trump goes on to say with COVID cases still rising, uh, let me go ahead and expand that for you. With COVID cases still rising nationwide, it's sheer lunacy to delay millions of vaccinations and feed fears among the ex, uh, the vax resistant. Indeed, this moronic move is a gift to the anti-vax movement. Uh, the science bureaucrats are fueling that deranged pseudoscience. So here you go again. Like, that's a statement that I think, you know, someone like me, who in the past I have displayed those type of um, beliefs, you know, like, obviously, obviously, some vaccines have been proven to work. I mean, hello, I didn't, you know, wake up with polio one day or, uh, you know, rubella or any of that stuff. But uh, I can see how some people would take that as a jab at them. Um, and, and, you know, even a statement like that is a political statement, you know, because it's kind of harboring Trump from getting uh, grouped into that anti-vax. And he couldn't be because after all, he, he funded it. He pushed for it. So anyways, on the heels of this, Johnson & Johnson released a statement uh, because as it turns out, um, European countries will again start to use the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, it says Johnson & Johnson remains committed to supplying 200 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines to the European Union, Norway, and Iceland. So European Union, Norway, and Iceland went ahead and authorized that they could go ahead and start to, um, uh, to uh, use these COVID uh, vaccines from Johnson & Johnson. In the statement, it says Johnson & Johnson today announced that the European Medicines Agency Pharma Pharmacovigilance Risk Assessment Committee has provided update gui updated guidance for use of the company's COVID-19 vaccine and confirmed the overall benefit risk profile remains positive. The guidance follows PRAC review of a small number of cases of a very rare adverse event involving blood clots in combination with low platelet counts that can occur within approximately one to three weeks following injection with the company's COVID-19 vaccine. So here, I mean, basically they're saying is there weren't enough risks to assess that they had to keep it pulled off the market. Now, um, incidentally, I had spoken with this uh, one dude um, who was talking about how he actually does um, like experimental or um, uh, trial uh, medicines and, and vaccines for some firm or whatever. And he was telling me about if there was any type of any type of adverse effect that was like more than a headache or nausea or something that in trial, they would pull it immediately. Um, and so um, obviously they didn't do that here, but until someone died and they found the blood clots, uh, which is also, according to this, in combination with low blood, low platelet counts, um, that that's why that they had pulled it. But, um, you know, in trial errors, that's something that they could see and they could do that. But again, they didn't have this opportunity because of this emergency shamdemic pandemic that was uh, going on out there. And um, well, now we see that, you know, Europe has gone ahead and decided to move on with this. 
while everyone is getting shot up with these gene therapy sessions. And and again, that's also why I think they were pushing Trump to, to make a commercial, uh, uh, showing him getting the shot, even though he already had. And that, I believe, would have been because while Johnson & Johnson, the, the actual vaccine that was made out of an adenovirus, right, while that one's sitting on the shelves unusable, it's going to get all of us patriots to go out there and get our mRNA, you know, gene therapy session because Trump did it. And that would have been, that was just a ploy. And that's why I believe he didn't do it, because I believe that he and his team and if someone like me can see this, I mean, come on, guys, they obviously know this um, like that, that mRNA gene therapy session is definitely something that is going to be more problematic than a couple of blood clots in seven people out of seven million people. You know, I mean, that's just my reasoning on it. Again, you don't got to take my word for it. OK, guys, so let me see what I got up here next for you. Uh, moving right along. Uh, okay, so we also had President Trump um, um, on a um, uh, hidden camera, I guess you could say. No, he was giving a, a speech down in Mar-a-Lago at an event. Uh, he was um, he was uh, invited on stage to speak, and uh, so we have a snippet of that because it was on, it's only about a minute long. Um, he was speaking here in regards to uh, election integrity and safety. Uh, someone had asked him, uh, well, someone had asked him if, you know, they could expect the same thing to happen in 2024 that happened in 2020. Let's listen to what the man had to say. I'm going to expand it, even though it's a minute long. This is our president, guys. And then they can talk in the morning and look like they had stolen it and ruined it. So let's talk. I'm reducing it on the subject for one second. The question I get is more than any other question is can you assure us that our vote in 2022 and 2024 will count? Please can you please? And we will assure you we'll never let that happen again. And if you can stop. the long and short of it on that video uh i really want to know what he was gonna say like why couldn't they have recorded longer like did uh did, did maybe they be were maybe like hey and no video recording allowed or or perhaps they're like uh we saw you recording and we can't let you uh we can't let you release what that was or maybe this person was smart enough to know that what he was about to say could have been some very juicy information i don't know that's speculation but i mean it kind of makes me feel good to know because he, he said what no no um why wait right so maybe we won't have to wait till 2024 maybe like some of us of their feel out there um something something could happen a lot sooner than what we might be expecting so that was just a little bit of a refresher there and a refreshing uh um clip there that we had to play uh and um uh, that was trump speaking um a day or two ago down at mar-a-lago all right guys so let's jump on to our next video Ooh, what have we here 
Okay, so we have the Maricopa, Maricopa County <laughs> audits um, beginning uh, today. They're supposed to be beginning. We'll, we'll check that out in just a sec, guys. But uh, here we have video. I'm going to go ahead and play this while I'm talking. There's no sound. Well, actually, there is some really obnoxious sound to it. But what you're looking at is um, uh, the rent, rented trucks that, will be, that are carrying the ballots and also the ballot counting machines. Um, so this was, they had their eye on the sky on them. Of course, you would want that now. The ballots arrived there this morning, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, you have um, a unit of, uh, I guess, uh, security, personnel, police, I don't know what you would want to call that. Uh, you had the, the uh, helicopters on them the whole time. Um, we had a report from uh, KTAR News uh, that said officials in Arizona's most populous county started delivering equipment used in the November elections won by President Joe Biden to the state fairgrounds on Wednesday. They plan to cart 2.1 million ballots to the site Thursday, so that was today, so Republicans in the state Senate who have questioned whether Biden's victory was legitimate can recount them and audit the results. Uh, Ken Bennett, a former Arizona Secretary of State who's acting as GOP Senate President Karen Fan's liaison overseeing the audit process, said security will be tight. Options for reporters to cover the actual events are in flux, with Bennett giving varying versions of openness over the past week. The county announced it would deliver the materials over two days because of the volume involved. The Senate will use the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, as we've talked about, former home of the Phoenix Suns NBA basketball team to hold the election equipment um, and recount the 2.1 million ballots from the 2020 presidential election coup. Uh, the machines were delivered to the Veterans Memorial Coliseum on Wednesday um, and the ballots were being transported earlier today. The audit is set to go to, to get underway on Friday. All right, so uh, everything's there. Audit's supposed to start tomorrow. The arena is rented out for four weeks. Now, as we've said, this entire process will be live streamed. Um, it will be on 24-7. They have cameras all over the place. If you'd like to see live stream footage of this, uh, you can see that at OANN. Now, apparently... Um, in the fundraising activities for this, uh, one of the, the hosts or anchors at OANN raised about, I think the number was about $15,000 just on his own fundraising efforts alone because, again, the states, they had to rent out this coliseum because um, they wouldn't allow them to do that at uh, state-owned facilities. And then also, um, they're paying for the electricity, they're paying for the security. There's 24-7 security from what I understand. Uh, we'll check that out in just a sec. Let me go ahead and shrink this on the screen, guys. Come on down. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Let's check out the, li the, uh, the live stream. So if you go to ArizonaAudit.org, you can check it out, guys. They have cameras everywhere. Let's see what's behind camera number one. Let's see what's behind camera number two. <laughs> camera number three. Isn't this cool? Like, this is set up so we can see 24-7 that if there are any shenanigans going on, what is going on, right? All right, so let's see here. More. Look at, we got some guys chilling. 
just chilling there, looking at it. They're like, oh, yeah, we, this, this guy looks like Beto O'Rourke. I cannot stand Beto O'Rourke. Let me get him off the screen. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's just expand some of these. Let's see what's going on. Let's look at this multiple, multiple one here. So this is really cool, right? Like, they have this entire place covered. Um, and uh, we can definitely, if you guys get bored or if you have nothing to do at 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, maybe you'll want to come and look at these cameras. Let's see what this guy's doing over here. All right, so I'm guessing these are the ballot boxes. Um, of course, they're still wearing their face diapers and all that good stuff. That's not so good for your health, sir. You're gonna get hypoxia. All right, let's see what's going on over here. This, I guess, will be the uh, area where they're gonna start doing all the audits. Uh, I don't know, I really don't know what any of this stuff is set up for. Just, you know, having a fun time being a peeping Tom. Um, okay, guys, so if you wanna find out more, <laughs> what are they doing? If you wanna find out more about this, or if you wanna check it out, uh, that is at ArizonaAudit.org. And what did he put in there? What are you doing, sir? What is that? No, just kidding, guys. I'm just being silly. All right, let me go ahead and get this off the screen. Okay, ArizonaAZAudit.org if you want to check this out yourself, if you want to uh, monitor the situation, be an ever-vigilant watcher, well, there's your opportunity, guys. Um, and yeah, what are they doing? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to get distracted. Okay, uh, so let's play a quick video real quick. Um, now, this is a, a one. There was an interview with uh, a Representative um, uh, Fitchum, I believe was his name. Um, that was Mark Fitchum. Now, if you guys know, or maybe y'all don't know who Mark Fitchum is, uh, he is the Arizona representative that was delivering uh, information to the Senate. I believe it was the uh, it was the electoral count, uh, and um, and that's all he did. And this was on January sixth. And then uh, and then they smeared him on TV, and they told everyone that he was like a mag hat, and he was like there to cause violence and and to be an insurrectionist. He sued. From what I understand, so he was fighting back on that front. So, anyways, he was on Steve Bannon today talking about um, talking about uh, what's going on inside the Arizona arena. So, for some uh, more information on that, let's go ahead and hear what they have to say. You know, I thought I actually pulled up the video itself of this, but it's all good, guys. It's happening in Arizona, historic day: the transfer of two point one million physical ballots, machines, all of it. Hand of uh, forensic uh, audit, also recanvas. I want to go back to Mark Fincher. Mark, I can't say enough. The work and you, you and others have done to bring us to this day, and everybody should understand. We're at the top of the first inning of this, right? The lawsuit's going to come. This is where the grind really starts. But I can't say enough about the patriots out there, and even establishment Republicans have pulled together and said, "Hey, you're right." We can't go forward until we find out what happened on November 3rd. This is what it's all about. So let's find out exactly what happened on November 3rd, and this is how you do it. So, Mark, put us in the room there. Tell us what's going on and what can we anticipate. All right, Steve, thank you very much. Um, we, I want to make sure that people understand we have both uniformed and plainclothes security throughout the building. They're on the perimeter, the fence line. We've got rings of security. So what I'm going to do is walk you through where we're at right now. This is the area where we will see ballots brought into a cage system. Um, all of the access up in the bleachers, that's all been cut off. And this is where the ballots will be brought to from Maricopa County uh, by the truckload. And I mean, we're talking about a, an ice hockey arena that's uh, it's almost the entire length of the arena. Then we've got the stations that people are going to be at. As you can see, we got yellow, green, blue, pink. Uh, these are all very purposely set out. And what I want to do is show you the level of security that they are going to have on this. 
not only is there a camera that is going to be looking down upon every ballot that is looked at, okay, you are also going to have an overhead camera that is going to watch. This entire thing is going to be recorded. So if anybody has a beef with the way it's done, uh, if we're, you want to talk about transparency? This is exactly what transparency looks like. But each one of these stations is going to be staffed by two people, actually three people on each side. And you're going to have a Democrat, a Republican from what I understand, and you're going to have a third person. They're going for an extremely low error rate, which it should be if you're counting dots on pieces of paper. They're also going to be inspecting the paper for things like creases and all that. So this is pretty much it as far as what the system is going to look like. And then, of course, over here, once the ballots have been counted, they're going to be moved over to this side of the arena so that they can be returned back to the custody of the state treasurer. So pretty well, just, just for, our pod, for, our, for our radio and podcast for our radio and podcast audience, this is just a massive logistics operation. And Mark, I got to tell you, this is one of the reasons yeah. you should be Secretary of State. This is incredible what you I guys have pulled together. Thing. I mean, for citizens to come together and do this, it is and, and, and the fight in court and back off the Maricopa County supervisors. You've had no support. You have had Mary Fain and some of the fan and some of the people in the Senate have had your back. But this is citizen-inspired. This is deplorable-inspired. This is people saying, no, 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 no. We can't go forward until we get to the bottom of November 3rd. So, Mark, yeah, President, tell us, uh, what's President the, Fan's done a great job. President Fan's done a great job. And, and this wouldn't be happening by this. I, this is not a one-man show. Um, Senator Sonny Borelli, and, uh, the Senate whip, and Leo Biasucci, who is the House whip, they have had a major role in this and trying to push this forward. And to the point that Boris made earlier, you know, why are they spending so many uh, resources on doing something that you would think that the Democrat Party would not only be doing the happy dance, they would be saying, we're, we're going to get in your grill and tell you this is how we beat you. But they're not doing that. In fact, they're spending a lot of resources to try and fight this. Do you anticipate, it's a lot of rumors out there that they're going to try to go into federal court and get some some sort of TRO. Is there any anticipation out there that they're going to actually try to get into the legal system today and, and shut down this entire operation? I put nothing past these guys. They know that this is a corrupt system that they they have been trying to cover up. Now, whether or not the, the corruption is incompetence or criminality, that remains to be seen. But I, I mean, just going through the ballots, this part of it, the joy of our system is that the people have a right to scrutinize the election. You don't see that in communist countries. I'm pretty sure you're not going to see that in China's Communist Party land. So one of the things that I want to make sure that we call out, there's an organization called the Guardian Defense Network, and if people want to see more about that, they can go to fightback.network. That's F-I-G-H-T-B-A-C-K dot network. Uh, it's a fairly new site. It's a 501c4 application in, uh, so that people, if they want to give to help support this effort, um, Guardian Defense Fund has actually stepped up and is paying money for additional security at the site. We could not get the governor to authorize DPS or National Guard to give us site security, but we have security nonetheless. Private security firms, we have some law enforcement, off-duty officers, um, and like I said, some of them are in plain clothes, some of them are in uniform. You're just not going to know who you're dealing with. But um, sometime in a few hours, we'll start to see the ballots uh, arriving and they'll be going into uh, this area over here that I had showed before 
and training will commence either late today or sometime tomorrow. And then we'll be off to the races on Friday. So a, a, a day of training or a, a day and a half of training, start training later in the day after the ballots arrive, train all day t tomorrow, Friday morning. That's the 40 day clock starts ticking on Friday morning. That's about that's that's correct. They want it. Their target date is 40 days so that they can have uh, at least 10 days to compile the information, an additional 10 days to complete to uh, finish the report and get in, that into the hands of uh, President Karen Chan. Okay, so Mark, uh, social media, how do people, what's the best way for our audience who are activists, they want to follow every second of this, what's the best way to do that? Well, they can, they can follow me on Gab, it's Easy Honey Badger, they can uh, follow me on Parlor, Mark Trencham, uh, if they, most of this information is going to appear in my, my weekly journal. And they can just send an email to markfincham at me.com. And in the subject line, all you have to do is write journal. And we will see to it that you get an opportunity to subscribe to it. Um, during the next 40 days, usually I only put that out once a week. Uh, I'm probably going to put that out uh, on Sundays and Wednesdays so that we can keep people up to date. But if there is a breaking piece that we need to get out, we'll send out a breaking piece. Okay. Awesome. So that's some more information. And maybe you want to go back and be like, did they put the ballots in there yet? <laughs> Anyways, so uh, coming from Mark Fincham and uh, Bannon's War Room. Now, um, that was interesting. So from tomorrow, 40 days, plus five days, it's 45 days. And then you have New Hampshire that just got approved to do their audit um, over in one of their counties. And that has to be completed in 45 days once it started. God, these 45 days. Do you think it's just like that? You know that. What is it? You have 45 days? Kind of, I don't know. Anyways, it's interesting. Interesting numbers there, guys. And I'm not a numbers guy. All right, guys. So that's something to look. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that as well. And I'm sure that uh, if any any opposition arises, we'll, tr we'll get that covered as well. Which brings us to the... Uh, the um, the attention back to uh, the likes of like Antifa and Black Lives Matters or any of these like SJW type organizations um, that that we're already um, I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to be showing their ugly heads at some point. Um, and it's actually very smart that they had like, you know, the helicopters on the trucks as they were moving, of course, with the security detail. Uh, there is supposed to be 24 seven security so like and, and that's going to be 24 hours a day uh even when they're closed at night they'll have security inside the building as well as outside the building posted um so they're really trying to make sure that nothing you know musses this up but now in regards to antifa we had a uh, a house select intelligence committee hearing on the global threats um it was a few days ago about like five or six days ago april 15th hello okay seven days ago all right six days yesterday now, uh, there was an interesting exchange here um, with uh, Representative Turner and FBI Director Ray in regards to Antifa. So uh, let's take a look at what they had to say. Uh, Director Ray, I have a series of questions for you. Because we have limited time, I'm going to ask you to limit your answers. Uh, you have previously testified, uh, have you not, that Antifa is not a group or organization. Is that your testimony today that Antifa is not a group or organization? We consider Antifa to be more of a movement. Certainly there are... So, Director Ray, in other words, you're, you're confirming that there is no organization or entity naming, named Antifa that perpetrates violence against the United States government by attacking United States government federal buildings or violence against the people of the United States government. 
no there organization or entity. There are certainly local and regional nodes, individuals who self-identify with Antifa, who commit violent attacks, uh, citing that as their motivation. And we have a number of predicated investigations into such individuals. Antifa is a real thing. Directly not way, fiction, does, does Antifa as an organization have organized and coordinated training, financing, directions and logistics and targeting and locations? Let's break that down. It is your, does Antifa have any coordinated or organizing, organized training for self-professed members of Antifa? Yes or no, Director Ray? Again, we have seen individual instances in small regional nodes of people coming together to, to train in some cases. Excellent. Uh, so you're saying yeah. there is organized training for self-professed members of Antifa? There's not a... I guess the distinction I'm trying to draw, maybe that's why we're sort of talking past each other, is that there's not some big national structure that is responsible for the violence. What does we have Antifa seen is either on a local, does Antifa either on a local or national level have coordinated or organized financing and financial support? The I think the financing issue is something we continue to investigate, but there's nothing that I can share at this time with the committee on that. So is there or is there not? As I said, that's something we're continuing to investigate. Well, they have obviously been deployed throughout the United States. We've seen them burning federal buildings, self-professed members claiming members of Antifa. Do they or do they not have organized financial support, either on a local or national level? That is something that we continue you to investigate. You still don't know. So you don't know the answer to the question? I have nothing that I can share at this time. We continue to investigate the financing. So does Antifa something we take have any coordinated or organized targeting of locations or individuals for the perpetration of violence? At the local level, in some cases the regional level, we have seen organized activity, people working together. So Fox News yesterday way. reported that in the Twin Cities, St. Paul, Minneapolis, that they had individuals that were self-identified Antifa who had come into the cities who were not from the cities. They're not local, director. Well, my, my definition of local doesn't mean people who just live in the same city. Oh, so like if you travel across the country to per perpetrate well, violence, you become local where you perpetrate the violence? When I say local or regional, I'm including people from the surrounding area. And that may or may not include people from other parts of the same state, for example. Well, director, people have seen with their own eyes the reports across the country, and your testimony does not comport to what the American public are actually seeing, and it weakens their confidence. Director Nakasone, you testified in response to the ranking member's questions that you, do not have, you did not have any contact with any Democrat members of Congress concerning Michael Ellis's uh, removal from the... Okay, and so we'll put a pause on that there. So that's very interesting, guys. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think about Director Ray. Um, it's, it's been a mixed bag of opinions, and I know that it, that goes the way for us all across the board. Um, but I, I have not uh, had a moment to kind of try and process the whole thing as far as that's concerned, especially when you hear things like that. Um, I wish I could have found the websites, but there, there have been at least a couple of them where you can go and you can see all the chapters. And it's not like something like, you know, like the Sunrise Movement, you know, all those 501c3s and all of the little Antifa thugs that they tried to, well, they tried to organize, you know, um, uh, 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 an insurrection against the insurrection of Biden 
You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Sunrise Movement. We actually reported it at Q, uh, reported on it at Q and A holes uh, back in like early November, and that was on the heels of like uh, the Sunrise Movement website uh, that was uh, created by Millie Weaver and uh, Tori uh, Maris. But, anyways, so with um, with this statement coming from Director Ray, uh, it, it kind of makes you go, huh? But we know we know that it has been you know uh, financed certainly, um, and we know. We We've seen the videos of, you know, Antifa demanding George Soros pay them their money, and, and we've seen other things now. I found this really interesting uh, video while I was doing a little digging. This is a video that someone caught and put on Twitter of a man giving out free money in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you notice that cup food there, that's where uh, that uh, James Floyd guy or that Floyd guy got uh, shot or not shot, was uh, killed. I mean, not killed. I mean, uh, died of an overdose. Um, anyways, uh, let's let's take a look at this real quick. Like this, I was like, dang, I was like ballsy. Let me turn this up for you. So he says, I'm going to give away some money. That's my giveaway. And then whoever's holding the camera saying his offering, I'm, I'm sure whomever this guy was, I mean, right, just look at, look at it. Just throw that money, guys. Make it rain. Thank you for coming out to riot. Thank you for coming out to riot. Look at that. Straps, straps, straps of cash. Throw that money. Spend that money. Who does this? Where does this happen, guys? Where does this happen? Is this reparations? <laughs> I don't get it. Do you? Ridiculous. Look at that. Yay, we came out and rioted. Dang, she threw a stack, dude. That's insane, y'all. Okay, so yeah, maybe, maybe, what is it? Maybe not organized funding? I don't know. Like, that is that is crazy. So, and this is on video, you know? We, we know that, you know, they do funnel money into, like, organizations. But think about it, because after the... Uh, Federal Reserve Central Bank was nationalized and uh, the Treasury took control of their flow of money, we had the COVID thing kind of come up. And then you have all of these people just pouring money in and, and they need all this money for the COVID relief bill. And we know from the first COVID relief bill, there's at least a billion dollars that are still sitting there, you know, and then they have COVID relief bill too. And we know that money went everywhere. So who's to say that they're not sending pallets of cash to these organizers in Minneapolis to spend on people? You know, like I, I think that they would have funneled in more 
money to buying out more people and more organizations and more, I don't know, um, ASCLIOs uh, to, to, you know, um, kind of like uh, collude with the government and, and agencies like that. But that was just, I think, a good example. I don't think that guy was paying reparations. I don't think he was out there saying, oh, this is my contribution to you as a people because this George Floyd guy died or, you know, was murdered in their eyes or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I thought that was something interesting I wanted to share with you guys. So Antifa, 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 let's see if they come out to party uh, during this whole Maricopa County um, um, ballot recount and audit there in Arizona. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. All right. So let's see. Uh, one last thing I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, we'll see if we have time. Maybe we can do two things. This. Oh, I should have warned you guys. Camel, Camel Toe Harris is coming. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, the reason why I wanted to share this video with you guys is because you, you may have already seen this, but y'all know how uh, we talk about the earpiece and we talk about, you know, the, um, what are those things used? Because I don't use them, so I can't remember what they're called. You know, the little, the little monitors that they use uh, to read the teleprompters. You know, I don't use a tele... We're teleprompter-free here at the Sea Report, so I don't know. I'd probably get confused and, like, fall, fall off my chair if I were following a te teleprompter. But this one... This video was uh, from their Great Leaders Summit on Climate that was happening today, right? Um, so... In this video, they chalked it up to technical difficulties, technical difficulties, and it was making it awkward for Kamala, Kamala, Kamalto, Kamana Wanalea, whatever you want to call her. It was making it difficult for him to speak. And, um, you know, honestly, what I think, have you guys ever seen, uh, it was this movie with um, that pedo Robert De Niro, uh, it was Red Light or something like that, where he plays... Um, um, one of those uh, people who sees uh, that do the cold readings and uh, and they get uh, information from the audience prior to it. And then they find out that he has like a speaker in his ear and, and he's talking with someone like in a sound booth. And that's how he does it. You know, they're feeding him the information and pointing out who it is, etc. Um, I think that this is kind of like exposing something similar to that because if it were really a sound delay or a technical difficulty, the the intonation, the the way that the words are said, the phrasing would have matched exactly what Camel Toe is saying, but they're different if you listen close enough. So here we have two voices. We have Camel is speaking, and then we have um, this this voice that I think is the earpiece. And and look at how nervous she looks. Like just check this out. Sorry, guys, I didn't worry about Camel Toe coming on, but here she is. In Western Europe, where heat waves have made it very difficult to stay indoors while risking a health risk, or the Pacific Islands, where rising sea levels threaten to... And you also notice that this weird voice, it's clearly not Camel Toe's voice, is coming prior to her speaking. Look at her face. She looks like, damn, I'm busted. What am I going to do? Look at her face. Do you see these arches of worry right here above her eyes? Like she's worried, like she's busted. And she's just repeating whatever's being fed into her ear. And I'm sure, you know, like I, I once went for a transcriptionist job that um, where, where basically we were transcribing and it's right. It's, it's almost the same thing. Like you have to listen and be able to speak it 
You have to listen and be able to speak it, and it's right on the toes. And then, you know, as a transcriptionist, you just go back and fill in the blanks or correct the words. But look at her, this woman's face. She knows. And this is what I believe is going on. I don't think this was a technical difficulty. I think, I think someone's playing with her. Encroach, to encroach on the land, on the land and homes and of lifelong life residents. Or in Central, or in Central America, America, where last year, where last year two, major, two hurricanes major hurricanes devastated, devastated entire, entire communities. communities. As a global As a community, community it, is it is imperative that we act, that we act quickly, quickly and together, and together to, confront to confront this crisis. This crisis. And this will and require, this will require innovation, innovation and collaboration, and collaboration around, around the world. The world. It will, require it will require the use, the of, use renewable of renewable energy, energy and, new, and new, technologies. new technologies. And it will give, and it will each, give of each of our nations the opportunity, the opportunity to build healthier, to build healthier communities, communities and stronger economies. economies. Here, we, Here believe we believe tackling, tackling climate, climate change, improving communities, communities and creating jobs can occur, can occur simultaneously. And we must, and we must recognize the importance, the importance, of course, of justice in the work, in the work that we do. That we do. The communities, the communities hardest, hardest hit by climate, hit by climate change, change are the same communities, communities harmed, by harmed by wealth and gender, and gender inequality, toxic, toxic air, pollution, air pollution, and so much, and more. So much more. This truth, this truth holds, around, holds the around the world. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to play all three minutes of this because I like seeing her squirm. She's squirming, guys. You see her, her? Did you hear her voice crack? I mean, she looks like she wants to cry. I just, let's enjoy this. So I urge, so all, I urge all of us to focus, to focus on, these on these communities, including, including indigenous, indigenous communities, and consider, and consider their, their insight and experience in our efforts, in our efforts moving, moving forward. forward. They, are they are critical leaders in this fight. In this fight. Friends, friends, the health of our, health of our communities, the well-being of, well of our workers, and the strength, and the strength of, our of our economies depend, depend on what, on we, what do we do now. And I can think, I can of, no think of no one more committed, more committed to achieving, to achieving our, collective our collective goals than President, than President Joe, Biden. Joe Biden. The president, the president was, one was one of the first members in the United, States, the United States, Congress States Congress to take on the issue of climate, of climate change. And on our first, on our first day in office, he led, he led the fact that, the we, fact would that we would rejoin the Paris, the Paris Agreement. Agreement. And the president, and the president is, just is just getting started as we were as we were a Kamala that little voice in here said the Paris Accords not the Paris Agreement tackle this crisis while creating, while creating clean energy jobs across our, our nation it is now it is now my great honor to introduce to introduce the president the president of the United States, States Joe Biden Joe Biden thank you Madam thank Vice President good morning good morning to uh, all our colleagues, all our colleagues around the world world, world leaders for taking part in the summit I thank you. You know, your, you know leadership your leadership on this issue, on this issue is, a statement is a statement to the people of your nation, of your nation and, the and of, every nation, of every nation, especially, especially our, young people, our young people that were ready that were... to... So, okay, Biden, uh, he probably doesn't even realize what the hell's going on. <laughs> So he's totally unfazed. He's he's very fortunate, I think, uh, that he couldn't tell that there was a sound uh, thing going on. Now, I, I got to say, guys, if my tie is ever as crooked as Biden's, please let me know. I mean, I'm not a pro at it, but if it's ever that crooked, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we'll stop the video there because I can't stand that guy. All right. Um, that, that, guys, I just, I think that's a big bust right there. I, I think even, even if they pre-record it or whatever, they don't use the teleprompters anymore. They have it in the earpiece. So, again, everything schemed in the dark will come to light. And I think that this 
technical difficulty was just an example of kind of the way that they run it. We're seeing everything, guys. We're seeing how they do all their backdoor deals. We're seeing how they do the technical aspects of what they do. Everything that they're doing is getting brought into the light, even down to something as simple as that, you know, um, and, and it just makes them look all the more fake. And it, it really brings to light exactly just the kind of trash that they are. And, and you know, I mean, it's, it doesn't even come from their heart. You know, you can tell when someone is speaking from their heart. And, you know, even when President Trump would give those speeches, and you know he had them scripted, but, um, but you know, and, you know, he would deviate from them. And, and, uh, and when I say scripted, I mean, like, written out or whatever. Now, I, I know whenever I was learning public speaking, you know, there was no such thing as a teleprompter, for sure. Um, but it was, you know, an outline that you speak spoke from maybe, or, or maybe even you did have a speech, you memorized it anyways. And, and then, you know, you, that's detrimental. Anyways, we won't talk about that. All right, guys, that was the C report for today for Thursday, April 22nd. I hope you guys had a good show. Um, I'll pop back in, uh, to the chat recap and uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Can't wait to see what you guys have to say. And, uh, we will be here tonight at uh, 9 PM Eastern time for the Q and a holes round table. Do make sure you join us. If you're not doing anything else, or just, you know, hop in, say hello, hop out. We love it, guys. We love, we love, um, we love uh, getting to associate with all of y'all and being part of a, a new family here on Foxhole. So, all right, guys, that wraps it up. Let me not be long-winded on my goodbyes. <laughs> we will see you later on tonight for sure. And the C Report will be back again tomorrow at the same place, same time, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, live on the Foxhole app and all of our other systems. Have a great evening, y'all. Q and A horse.